don't know my name, do you? Yes, I do. What is it? It, it rhymes with a female body part. What is it? Mulva? Uh, uh, Gipple? Loyola? Oh! Oh! Dolores! Hey guys, it's the Real Green Monster coming at you with another episode of Cultivation Conversation. I'd like to take this moment to talk about our sponsors. Uh, one of our favorite products and something we all use and believe in is Autopot. Autopot manufactures, it's a simple to use, gravity powered automated watering system. Their system requires zero power, no pumps, no timers to operate. It's a plant-driven automated watering system that is so precise, it'll actually reduce consumption of water and feed by an impressive 50% while increasing yields. This is designed for both novice and professional growers in mind. Autopot creates the perfect system for growing effectively and efficiently at the same time. Let your plants feed themselves. Use code THEREALGREENMONSTER10 for 10% off your entire order at AutopotUSA. Also, Fish Head Farms, Fish Shits. It's a product that me and the captain both believe in wholeheartedly. If you're not using this, you're, you're quite honestly just cheating yourselves. Fish Shit is a tremendous microbial product that will increase terpenes, yield, um, help your nutrients work more effectively. It really is a fantastic product. Use code CC15 for 15% off your entire order at fishheadfarms.com. Last, but certainly not least, we have uh, Elevated Lighting Company, formerly known as Budget LED. This is a veteran-owned company that really believes in their products. They have amazing customer service and even better products. Um, if you'd like to get yourself one of the top grow lights on the market, use code CAPTAINAUTOFLOWER for 10% off. That's CAPTAINAUTOFLOWER for 10% off. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy the show. Oh, it's yeah. If you hear a CPU fan in the next hour and whatever minutes, I'll be returning my new laptop. Okay. Um, yeah, I just hit record. So for everyone out there, the captain's coming at you from a new laptop. I hope it sounds uh, as good as it usually does, if not better, hopefully better. And uh, yeah, shouldn't be hearing any laptop fans <laughs> hopefully <laughs> hopefully the thing had a mind of its own oh it would just kick on periodically and like the worst oh, possible burr. times too yeah i know <laughs> i know but yeah thank thanks for sticking with me guys but you know i always appreciated all the uh you know messages i get giving me like heads up on my audio engineering or lack thereof uh so you know 
I hope this uh I hope this is more to your liking, guys. I hope it's more to your liking. Um and if not, fuck off. Yeah, if not, you can you can all go fuck yourselves. That's what I gotta say. But um no, I hope you had a good Christmas, everybody. I hope uh Santa was good to you and or you know, the Grinch didn't be too mean to you. <laughs> and uh yeah, no, I, I'm back in the garden now, you know. H- how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, Christmas went well. My son got a bunch of shit he wanted but didn't need, so he's happy. <laughs> it's, ah, such is childhood on Christmas. That's Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you know, and uh, I grew up kind of poor. I mean, I wasn't, like, dirt poor, like, you know we had everything we needed but we didn't have like plentiful christmases you know it wasn't like i think my dad would spend like like a little over a hundred dollars on each of us and that was about it you know i had i grew up with four, uh, three brothers so four of us yeah. my son's an only child so my wife spoils the shit i tell her you gotta take it easy and she's like he only asks for a couple of things it's like those couple of things equal like five hundred dollars every fucking year it's crazy Oh, that's how how it goes, man. Yeah, how it goes. Holy shit! This Judy gemstone kicking my ass again. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, that's I have great memories of you know the extreme amounts of avarice and covetousness you would feel on on Christmas morning to. Fusion and big words. There you go. You got a two ones you can you can look up in your thesaurus. <laughs> <clears throat> you got to rip those presents open with like unbridled passion. And if you don't get what you want, that's when you start stomping your feet, pouting your lips, and and that's usually when like uh, I don't know. I always remember like my parents. We, we didn't grow up with that much either, man. But, like, the one day of the year they kind of would go a little bit beyond their means was, was always Christmas. And, you know, if I didn't get what I wanted, actually, they'd make sure I didn't get what I wanted. So I could, like, <laughs> put, put on a little bit of a funny show for them as I, like, you know, stomped my feet all over the house. And just, you know, because you got you to be a little bit upset because you didn't get what you really wanted. But then, like... You're also grateful for everything you did get. You know how it is to be eight, nine years old. And then they like bring you down in the basement and there's another present. And there it is, the the bike you wanted. <laughs> of course, it, it was Christmas, so you couldn't go out and ride it. But you know, I know. at least around these parts. Exactly. Well, I mean, this year probably could have, man. <laughs> probably could have. Yeah. Yeah, we got a little snow Christmas night, but other than that, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. Christmas Day was brutal. The It was like sheeting rain and ice and black ice. It was terrible driving conditions. Damn. That's not the kind of white Christmas you want. Definitely not. No, and then as I'm driving home from my in-laws, uh, it started snowing. So, yeah. uh, of course, yeah, I would have rather had the, the pure snow, you know. I, I don't care what anyone says. It's definitely better when it's a white Christmas. Oh, absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, it just adds to the comfy level of the whole season. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was uh, my son's first year where he realized there wasn't any Santa Claus. So I was thankful Ooh, for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could be a little more real with him, like we were saying. Yeah, yeah. Plus, you know, like, why should that asshole get all the credit? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. This, <laughs> this fat this fat douchebag coming down chimneys, taking all the credit from these hardworking dads and moms out there. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. But, yeah, no, Christmas is over, dude. And uh, what are we on to now? New Year? The, uh, yeah, New, Year, New Year's is coming you know, up. Which Saturday. I, I was never... I was never big on uh, New Year's as a, as a holiday. It always just like, I mean, I had a couple bad experiences with it growing up and like always kind of led to disappointment because you get your hopes up for something big, you know, your buddy's big party or something. And uh, I don't know, something would always happen. Ends up being. I, not- I classify it as like a drinking holiday, which I don't, I don't like. I feel like it's just an excuse for everybody yeah. to go out and get drunk. Yeah, it kind of is. Um, and uh it's like i don't need a fucking holiday to tell me when it's time to drink if i want to have a couple of drinks i'm gonna have a drink i'm gonna get good and hammered by myself it seems like on like saint patrick's day or cinco de mayo or new year's it's just an excuse for people to act like fucking assholes yeah i mean that's kind of really if you look into the history of just about any holiday that's kind of it's kind of what it was (laughs) just like all right, get an excuse to like have a feast and uh, drink a little bit more grog than usual, and it's going to be a party, guys. Got a bar around here called the Grog. The Grog—that's that sounds like a place I would be. I would be found. They got comedy and shit there. I did comedy uh, open mic there one night. Uh, oh yeah, I was fuck. I was obliterated, and I just got up there and. Uh, it was funny because I, I wasn't getting a lot of laughs in the first couple minutes. It, it went better as it went along. But I remember I was just like, uh, well, I got like another four and a half minutes to go. So you guys are just going to have to fucking listen to this one. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine, man. I would, I would obviously pay to pay to see a, you know, a YouTube clip of that monster up there. There like, is video that exists somewhere. Maybe one of these days. I'll what is the deal? <laughs> What is the deal with uh, with plants that uh, I don't know grow twenty four hours with twenty four hours of light? What's the deal with that? <laughs> What's the deal with uh, plants that flower without a dark period? Huh? Hear about these crazy new things called autoflowers, guys? That's my thank God. Thank you. God, you're not a comic. I know that's that. That was supposed to be you, but it was a really, really bad imitation. But yeah, that's all right. You know? We're 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 done with that now. We're done with that. Um. So <laughs> the uh, um. So yeah, today I wanted to ask you an important question, and everyone out there listening in podcast land, I want to ask you this question as well for you to all think about and stew upon as you listen to this episode, which is what is your limiting factor? Do you have any idea? I'm I'm actually asking you. Yeah. More space. (laughs) <laughs> more space there you go yeah i mean 100 percent, man like that that's 
you know, that's, you know, you're talking in, from like the, the, the lips of a, of a, of a professional of sorts here. So like, but if you had to be, you know, if, if you had to, let's, let me narrow it down for you. Okay. I got five factors that we are going to discuss with, uh, you know, medium, uh, you know, um, we're going to delve into them in like a medium sense, not too, not too heavy, not too, not too shallow. It's going to be just right. Okay. A couple minutes on each thing and we'll move on. But my list is genetics, lights, environment, the medium that you choose and nutrients. So of those factors let's say what would you say is is your one that like either limits you currently or used to limit you yeah just oh my god dude my cat just opened the fucking door again <laughs> so bitch. no lie no lie she turns the doorknobs it's, it's crazy she wants that cultivation conversation. Oh, she got to get in here and learn how to grow. Don't you? <laughs> don't you, girl? Yeah, it's okay. Just don't touch the plants. Got my eye on you. <laughs> my wife's house plants, not mine, not mine. But I'm sorry. Yeah, what, what, what of those five things, what could you say is the one that's uh, inhibiting you? Well, it's tough to answer because in my mind, I don't think anything has really inhibited me at this point. But if I'd say in the past... Well, I know you're such a badass. I know. That's why you're my, my co-host and all. But like in the past, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say nutrients. Okay. Now, it, interestingly enough, I would say like in order of importance of like the scale of these five factors of like, you know, what ranked more, most important to least important, at least in terms of like, what's going to affect your, your final outcome, the heaviest. Now I would rank nutrients very much towards the bottom of the list, but that doesn't mean it can't be, uh, a limiting factor for you by by any of, stretch of, of course, the imagination. Of course. So, in I mean, my opinion, the most important thing besides genetics would be environment. Correct. Correct. Now, you know, I it's it's tough for me because I kind of classify lights as part of environment or vice That's versa. Fair. You know, um, you could say, well, not vice versa. Like, yeah. Environment is a big umbrella under which lights is part of that. It, it's the main component, I would say. But like the other category that's maybe not as important, but certainly very important are things like, you know, humidity, temperature, um, CO2, airflow, all of these things, part of the environment. But I mean... Hundred percent. I say. I say. Environment is, uh, you know, right up. It's on the top of the list, number two. So 
you know i now i you know i don't want to like spoil the uh the conversation at all I, that's just how how i feel about him you know but you mentioned mm-hmm. nutrients first <clears throat> now let's let's get into that a little bit why did you feel at the time that like nutrients were your limiting factor well i've always been like a salt guy all right mm-hmm. i mean uh so in the past, I've used stuff that I wasn't really impressed with or felt like it wasn't cost effective or there's too many bottles. You know what I mean? And um, I feel like when you're trying to, to, to stick with a regimen, especially something with like too many bottles or too, you know, too many additives, you start to get a little bit lost as far as you know, what's really giving you this, you know, the benefit you're looking for, is this stuff even worth it? You know, is it snake oil or what? Um, and really, um, it, until I, uh, I started using like a one part powder, the, the mega crop, I, I, that's when I truly gained an appreciation for nutrients, you know, as far as like, look, at the end of the day, you're just trying to get an MPK into this plant and you don't need, you know, a bunch of different, you know, products within a line to achieve that. And I've since switched to, to mega crop and I'm actually using uh, Athena, which theoretically has more parts, but it's a little bit easier to, for me to, to mix and, and keep stable. So I, I feel like gotcha. people often, people oftentimes ch- are chasing that, like, you know, trying to be the best by buying another product and add it into their, their setup when, in all reality, they're probably actually hurting themselves. And I, I fell into the trap myself. You know, I tried a couple of different lines. I started out with um, General Hydroponics, I think. Okay. And it went, it went okay, but even that, even they have a lot of different shit you can buy, this, that, you know what I mean, you know, additives that I, I don't think you necessarily need. Um, I, I did a few runs with Advanced. I mean, those, those guys are the kings of uh, – uh, you know, a, a bottle for this, a bottle for that, a bottle for this, a yeah, bottle for that. And they all got pictures of uh, sexy girls on them, like cartoon yeah, characters. Yeah, which is just like, you know, bullshit. Uh, decent products, but I just, <laughs> it, I just felt like it, you just don't need all of it. Um, marketing, marketing, marketing. Yeah, yeah. And then I ran Canna exclusively for a few years, and I really liked it. But the problem with that was, it was like seven hundred dollars to run a fucking grow. You know um per grow in, in nutrients oh, and i'm just like yeah that's jesus ridiculous holy shit yeah like it's like this is expensive you know so uh then i discovered the mega crop it's a one part powder you just mix it in and, and go and uh i had pretty good results with that too but they're, they're kind of a small company um and i i felt like their quality control was a little bit lacking mm. I, i'd get inconsistent batches you know, or they okay. they change this or change that, and it was like the only way I would know that they changed something is like going on their website and be like, "Oh, we have a new formula," or find it out through Reddit or oh, something shit. like that. And yeah, yeah, so like it was the, like the formula that you were using, like all of a sudden, you were you would see deficiencies and like, "Yeah, hey, what's yeah, going on here?" You, you you use something and you get dialed in, and you, you kind of take for granted that it's going to be the same every time, and. um when I now I'm using the Athena and I really like that. It's a simple p- product to use. You have a you know the Pro line. You have a grow, a, um, 
a core and a bloom mm -hmm. and you're always using the core and then you're either using the core with the grow or the core with the bloom and it's a pretty straightforward simple product you just measure grams per gallon mix it up and throw it in and it's been great for me um i'm really digging the results with that product yeah, i don't yeah. need to use any silica or any CalMag or anything everything is just right there right it's, for you but it splits it up enough that you have control at least over you know the the grow versus the bloom cycle i mean that's that's really what you're thinking about as a grower at least you know like what it, the plant needs a certain set of nutrients during veg and then a certain set of new i mean it needs the same set of nutrients just in different quantities or ratios or whatever you yeah, want to it say does, like for instance it doesn't need a lot of nitrogen you know so exactly, exactly. I, I felt like with the mega crop i'd have to really up uh, my game with like a bloom booster um to fatten up the flowers mm. because you can't really you can only go so high with the mega crop because it's a one part and it's nice it's, it's loaded with nitrogen exactly so um i've really liked the ability to be able to switch it up on my own with the the athena so i've been i've been really happy with it so far all right cool i mean so you know i i would say you know nutrients like in terms of of a limiting factor for you know myself and at least it sounds like you as well since you know you mentioned at least that you've used uh, from what I could tell, two, maybe three different nutrient lines with like pretty good success. Um, yeah. You know, it, nutrients are on the bottom of the list in terms of like importance. Like you can use, there's lots of nutrient lines out there and, you know, you can use all of them to grow pretty good weed, you know, if not great weed, if you, if you really dial in your system and and learn how to use that particular set of products i mean you you can grow great weed with any nutrients um so long as like you know there's not another thing that's that's becoming your limiting factor and i guess i guess i we should like maybe back it up a little bit too and say like like what is a limiting factor well something that's inhibiting you from having your best harvest exactly yeah. yeah it's not you know not a not a complicated thing really but still like it's a it's a phrase you hear out there and uh really yeah it just means like what's what's the one thing like holding you back from getting like either more quantity or better quality harvests um and, and i feel like a lot of people will say like oh it has to be one or the other and i would completely disagree it could be literally all of, all the things I'm I biased because like you know I grow my own shit but it's like I feel like everything I grow is top shelf shit good weed so if you know and I, and it, it's strain dependent uh, as far as like yield goes if you're dialed in you know what I mean like uh, that Cindy 99 headband cross with peanut butter breath not the best yielder um, it's pretty good it makes up for the lack of bud size with like rock hard density but it's not like the best yielding shit i've ever grown gotcha um so now a side yeah. note though is that that uh the black lemon cake crossed with peanut butter breath is a monster yielder is a yield now now you're talking about you know what's first on my list in terms of of uh importance and getting like the results you want 
out of your grow is genetics. Oh yeah, you're genetics speak, is super important. You're speaking my language here. It's like oh my God. put it to you hold like on, this. Hold like, on one second. Uh -oh. One second. <laughs> There's a cat loose in my room. I got like I don't know if you can hear it like playing with. <laughs> playing I hear like these... jingle jangles yeah, or something. That's the cat's toy. Hold on one sec. It fucking even brought its toy up. That son of a bitch. Sorry, I just had to <laughs> had to call for a little bit of assistance here. <laughs> getting, that's okay. That's the, okay. Getting the wife up here to. I'm telling you, they they open the door. I don't know how how they're doing it. I don't, but no, they're not in the room anymore. You just got to close the door, please. Thank You're gonna you. have to get one of those latches that like lock from the inside. Mrs. Captain Autoflower coming to the rescue. Um, but yeah, no, that's I, I got to get something, man. These these cats are out of control here. But um, <laughs> all right. So please remind me what the genetics. fuck i was talking about <laughs> genetics. genetics super super important super, super important. a lot of people important. don't think they are um and i want to i'll put it to you like this like if you want like that creme de la creme like purebred dog you have to pay for it like you're not just going to be able to go to the pound and pick one out and and have it be like the best dog ever Ex exactly now my you know i would say like my analogy is like uh, race horses okay if you want yeah you want the fastest race horse possible you gotta uh, feed that bitch cocaine <laughs> yeah, that's right that's right uh that, that would certainly make a horse run faster but like you know if you injected all the horses with cocaine uh, like the, the one with the best genetics might i might, think they do win. give those horses amphetamines though do they really holy shit yeah somebody told me that i don't know how true it is I mean, oh, dude, that's wild now so all right now to finish to finish the analogy rather if you want the best racehorse you can't show up with a pony okay like you got to have a thoroughbred you got to have like the biggest the baddest the fastest like they 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 breed these things together like they take the winner of the race and they breed it with another winner you know it's not like you can yep. just show up with uh with a pony <laughs> or some like like a donkey and, and and expect to win a race because like no matter what no matter what you feed your your pony yeah. <laughs> or your donkey it ain't gonna win the race man like it's no matter what no matter how many how many uh like shots of cocaine you give it it ain't gonna beat <laughs> it ain't gonna beat the thoroughbred uh racehorse so there there you go that's my that's my ridiculous analogy about about genetics okay so like super important you know like you hear nature versus nurture all this stuff it's like they're both very important maybe equally so like if that's the case then like we're talking at least 50 percent of your success in the garden is going to be determined by genetics i mean you, you you can't grow uh gg number four if you have mexican dirt weed seed it's just not going to happen sorry correct no matter how I do have to say, um, great you grow gg4 is just triggers me okay well we'll use any other like we, peanut butter breath <laughs> exactly you can't you can't grow peanut butter breath from like your 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 your, your ditch weed seed okay like um genetics like starting with the best genetics is setting yourself up for success just simple as that um 
you know that it you can pick from clones you can pick from uh seeds and there's a lot of reputable seed banks out there where you can uh look through like a curated selection of breeders that at, at least have some notability or standing in the community where like you know they have their gear on a on a seed bank that's that, that's pretty legit right there you know so uh I don't know. There's lots of good stuff out there. And just, I'm the kind of person that grew up smoking the brickweed, man, like we talked about. So I, I can be a bit of a, of a snob these days, but at the same time, I'll still smoke uh, a little bit of swag if someone comes at me with it, man. There's some nostalgia in that that I can appreciate, you know? Well, not me, brother. <laughs> not, not you. Yo, man, help me help me sift through the seeds and stems so we can pack a tinfoil bowl here, man. Come on. Dude, I'm not even lying. I smoked way too many tinfoil bowls. It was not not something I'm proud of at all. Yeah, I think I've I've been there a few times. Um I used to use like Coke cans in a pinch. Oh yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah poke a couple holes in those it'll give it a little indent boom there you go you get yourself a little and then if you were fancy you poke a hole at the end and shot have it be like a little shotgun oh, a little carb thing that's interesting yeah right. that's a good, yeah. good steamroll <laughs> steamroll no yeah yeah it was uh, a little tinfoil and uh i mean yeah it was way too way too many times back in the day man here it's not good for you at all either so uh, no it can't be no 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 no. but i mean yeah thank god uh not doing that these days but I, <laughs> if you're interested guys i could show you how to make a really really great tinfoil bowl like i got the design down pat um you know all you need is like a sharpie a pencil uh and like yeah a square foot of tinfoil boom i got i'll make you the most efficient tinfoil pipe you've ever seen. So hit me Then you up, rip a little piece off, up. put it, make a screen with it. No, oh, no, no screen needed. No screen needed uh, in this design. Cause like uh, the bowl piece kind of like tapers down at the end. It's uh, yep. Yep. Yeah. That was, I had then it you down. Just put it in your pocket and you're good to go. And it gets all smushed. You like unsmushing it, pack it up. That's right. And then when, when you're done with it, you could just like crumple it up, toss it, like, you know, flick it, wherever and uh i'll tell you what if my if my parents went around uh went around their house and really looked in like the crevices of of the basement and stuff i bet you they'd find more than a few of those little like tinfoil uh pendants <laughs> laying around from about 25 years ago some, some fun, stinky foil some funny yeah exactly Hun, hun, what did you put this foil down here? <laughs> yeah, it repels oh. the repels the pests, Maji. Oh, I can picture it, man. Oh man, so yeah, yeah, no genetics, extremely important, guys. Like, yeah, I mean, if if you want auto flowers, you got to buy auto flowers. If and vice versa, if you want females, you got to buy the females. Um, I've seen a lot of people buy. Uh, auto flowers that don't flower like without a dark beard without a proper dark beard 
What is the deal with that? (laughs) (laughs) Now, in all seriousness, the deal is you picked, like, uh, not the most reputable autoflower breeder. And they're not actual autoflowers. They they probably did breed with an autoflower, but it's not like you can just do that in in one generation make like a hundred percent guaranteed autoflower. So no, like, a good auto is a hard a hard to breed. Probably correct, harder than correct, photos in my opinion. Correct. And like the first three generations are basically useless. If I mean that, and that's kind of what what you probably got is like one of the first three generations where it's like um unstable flowering genetics built in there you got um, some bullshit yeah that's i mean to put it to put it bluntly you got some bullshit but you can uh save your grow if that ever does happen to you like you, you can you can flower that thing under 12 12 it's just it's not an auto flower which you know might mean that i don't know maybe you're get better weed if that's a thing you you buy into because uh, it's not not fully auto so it's more genetically photo period you know G- greater potential genetically for it to be uh i don't know more danky dank i'd be skeptical of that as well as you know considering the if, you're, if it's not if they're if the breeders advertising it as an auto flower that's not auto flowering uh, they probably don't. They probably don't have any idea what it is. Yeah, you probably like literally don't have any clue what it is, even if you're reading the breeder description. I mean, to put it simply, yeah. I mean, you you're you got dude, you got there are people the, out there yeah. that just like sell like bag seeds and shit. That they I, get. I know, dude. I I know, I know. So like, you dude, know, you can buy uh, hemp seeds on Wish. You know what I mean? Like, Wish. You never heard of Wish? No. You've never seen like the Wish Mames, like you I fucking no no no. They're like a company that sells like so you see a product online right and like you buy it and then it gets delivered and it's like totally not what you expected. They're like constantly ripping people off like you wish you got what you wanted. Mm. It's like the meme that goes around. But um, I mean they do have certain stuff on there. You just kind of know how to like what to do. But yeah, you can buy like hemp seeds and I've seen people um that got like outed for selling hemp seeds on like instagram and shit like that you know holy shit yeah because people what people don't realize is like oh they look at the following count and they're like oh they must be reputable you can buy those followers in like five minutes like uh you can go on like sites like fiverr and stuff like that and and get a much higher following count the problem with that is instagram knows it's bullshit don't tell anyone that's how i got my five thousand something oh, yeah. followers on Instagram. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I honestly have no fucking clue how I got that number of followers. But that's uh, just organic. But yeah, you see people with like twenty five, thirty five thousand followers, and like all you got to do is look at their most ten recent posts, and they'll have like five likes, two likes. Like anybody with that amount of followers would have more yeah, likes. Than that. Yeah, it's um, about engagement. So. It's about yeah, engagement so, to to yeah. measure. But anyway, but, uh, we're, we're 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 getting off topic. Hey, yeah, that's that's the na- nature of the show, my friend. <laughs> um, hold on one sec. I need to. I, I gotta just hit pause for a sec. This is a, a first in the history of the show because I'm so thirsty that I might wither up and and dry out like a. a dro- I got droopy leaves. Hold on, hold on. <sighs> 
All right. Yeah, we got a, a solution on the way. What what felt like no time at all to the listening audience out there was, in fact, about, I don't know, a minute and a half in real time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, I got I've a, seen a kid at a party once, like, dying of thirst, and he was a fucking retard. And somebody was like, oh, um, you know what works really good is a cracker. And it's like the worst thing when, when you're... <laughs> you know so the kid's chopping on the cracker and he's like, Oh my god, what, the fuck? what are you yeah. doing to me? That's like well, how could you even believe that that's work? Like you know what I hear is great when you're thirsty is eating a bunch of pretzels. That's uh <laughs> that's the thing you want to do. But no, and, and I got a I got a nice uh frosty beer on the way. Uh, once again, I gotta say, Mrs. Captain Autoflower coming through in the clutch she is uh she is a great great woman i'm very lucky um but yeah so uh let's let's get back on the uh oh there we go shit thank you thank you thank you all right perfect perfect let me just take a nice sip here Mm, bitch ah that is good that is good okay so we discussed (laughs) genetics a little bit perfect um you know environment was definitely next on my list in terms of what i see as people's biggest issue and or as we were saying limiting factor to, Mm -hmm. to get the best out of their grows and as I had mentioned, that can be any number of things. It's like in, in, uh, environment can mean humidity, temperature, um, airflow. It can mean the soil temperature, actually. That's a thing you might want to consider. Um, it can mean like, you know, pests, pest pressure in your environment, that sort of thing. So, yeah, I don't know. What what do you see out there? What, what would you say in, about environment that people should want to see a lot check of people up with, on. with uh, uh you know improper you know temp swings high humidity swings uh, lack of dehumidification especially in flower um bad airflow like I, i've seen it all a lot of people the um the biggest mistake i see and it's so easy to fix is they'll have their exhaust fan um, and then they're always playing around with a speed controller to achieve a temperature they want. And they're like, you know, it just seems like I can never keep it at a stable temperature. I'm like, well, what do you have it set at? And they're like, oh, like three or four. I'm like, no, you don't have it like on like some sort of thermostatic control. And they're like, no. And I'm just <laughs> like, okay. I mean, you can ideally you'd want to be ha- running a fan that has that included, like a AC Infinity or something like that but yeah yeah um you can buy controllers that allow you to turn the fan on or off based on temperature inkbird makes one um there's another company sewn off i've used some of their products like there's a, there's a bunch of different ways to achieve that so yeah don't be messing around with like speed controllers because the thing is, is that's that temperature is all dependent on like the room temperature like not your temp because in a perfect world your tent temperature is always going to be the same and it intakes its air from the long room the bedroom or whatever yeah, it's in that's, so that's not how it works in reality 
exactly exactly so because your room temperature is always fluctuating there's no way you'll ever be able to dial in a perfect temperature for more than half a day um trying to use just a conventional speed controller just it's not physically possible yeah so yeah, yeah get, a, getting automated uh getting your environmental control controls automated in some sense is extremely comp- important um you know definitely like a game changer you know to to use a cliche phrase uh but yeah it, seriously like i got the ac infinity fan um kind of right after i had bought uh, a non-automated one i still use that for my drying tent right but um mm-hmm. actually no i use Shit, I'm not using the uh, non-automated one at all anymore. Not, I, I got three AC Infinities since I got I got one because like I can't not have it now. It's literally like if I have a tent, that's the next thing I buy. Uh, like you know, automated exhaust fan, boom, done. Environment, yep. uh, like most of your environmental concerns will be um, alleviated with an automated exhaust fan. And you yeah, because you now your temperature is going to be able to, to maintain whatever you set it at. Exactly. You know, exactly. That's and, important. You, know, you, you can well, – one thing that's uh, important too when you're setting that up is to like exhaust your – like you're, you're using ducting, right? You know, you're exhausting mm-hmm. this hot, humid air from your tent uh, and you got to put that air somewhere. Okay, you got to literally move it out of the space that you're in. Like in, in some scenarios, okay, in some is the key word, like you don't want to exhaust your, your tent into the same room that your, your tent is in. You're defeating the whole purpose. You're exhausting the hot, humid air back into the same space that you're going to. The intake. only time I've ever seen that work is in a real cold space. Well, yeah, like like, that, if, yeah. like I said, some. I, that's what yeah. I'm doing right now because I'm up in a fucking. Yeah. In, I'm up in an attic, mm-hmm. and, and it works to keep the space warm. I mean, um, I, I don't even have to dehumidify really because it's winter time either. So, you know, it it's about knowing your space and your your own like your climate that you live in and playing to that but like and most of the year i'm throwing that air out a window you know yep i I don't want that i don't want that in the room agreed and it's uh i i you know in the way it works we've mentioned it before but could always be someone's first show so you want to exhaust your tent from the top and intake from the bottom preferably the reasoning is hot air rises cold air goes down exactly ding 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 now you know preferably on like opposite sides of the tent too right yeah yeah that way you're able to have that air swoop across the canopy and dude fifth uh, grade science but I'll be damned if I don't remember a lot of fifth grade science. So like never hurts to review this kind of stuff, man. Um, you know, so like most of the year I'm throwing that air right outside and, uh, I don't even, I don't even worry too much about, uh, 
like filtering it, uh, which mm-hmm. yeah, for for my particular environment is probably fine because it's going out of an attic. I don't think anyone's going to be like, you know, the air goes out, it blows away. It's not like coming right down on the street or anything. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but in a lot of cases, you guys would probably want to think about filtering that air if you're exhausting out a window or something like that just just to be just to be a nice neighbor if nothing else yeah because even if you're legal let's say you're not home for the day and somebody smells that they're gonna trace that right back and rob your plants yeah. rob your shit. <laughs> exactly they're thinking like damn this dude's growing some good shit over here yeah um, people suck they don't really give a fuck about you that's true unfortunate reality um now like i had mentioned you know part of environment uh, maybe the biggest part of your environment should be lights uh, and that's you know i, I would I, say I run into that problem a lot too with, with people you and uh, i blame amazon and ebay and all those places because like They'll advertise like LEDs, you know, like thousand watt LED when like it's only drawing like oh, yeah. two thirty from the wall. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So like most for most people, okay. Um, at least you know I, I think people know that genetics are important. I you know I think people if they're gonna take the time to grow the seed, usually you know where you're getting it from. I don't know. I do see a lot of people that grow and growing some, some bunk shit, but it's uh, the majority is like genetics and lights. That's why I put them one and two, man, one and two genetics and lights. So um, yeah, lights, people fall for the marketing to get confused about how many Watts are actually being pulled from the wall. You know, how, how many Watts they need to fill their space and that sort of thing. Like, um, a lot of times too it's just simply a matter of being able to afford more lighting i mean a lot of times i think people know that they're underlit it's just like a matter of saving up to you know buy another light or two and and really get the the best results um you know in that case it's like yeah there you go light is your limiting factor 100 percent um you will get better results if you buy more lights or better lights, there's no, no way around it, really. I mean, lights are the engine that powers your grow. Uh, if if yep. you don't have the lights, uh, I mean, really, like, that's why I, on my list, on one through five, genetics, number one, lights, number two. Because I've grown great like i got my lights you know i got great lighting i've mentioned it before 830 watts in a five by five breaks down to something like 33 watts per square foot which is pretty fucking good uh it's it's right in that range um i also use a an app on my phone that's called uh Fuck, it used to be called Corona, okay, which before 2020 <laughs> was actually a, like a clever name for a, a lighting app, but oh. now it's uh, not so much anymore. Let me see if I can even find the damn thing. It is called Photone, 
Okay. P-H-O-T-O-N-E. Photone. Like photon, but photone. And uh, yeah, search search for it. Now, what you can do with this app is measure, uh, you can measure PPFD um, with like a full spectrum LED lights. Um, You can pay to like make it do like more shit if you want. Okay. Well, I I haven't gone there, but um, I've tried it a bunch of times. Okay. And what it does is give, it gives consistent readings. They may not be 100% accurate, but they're going to be like uh, consistently inaccurate. If you know what, what I mean by that. Yeah. Yeah. That'll help you at least like, all right, well, it just it gives you a numerical value, right? And, yes. and that'll that'll allow you to be like, okay, well, this is I want like even numerical value around my whole tent. Exactly. Like, exactly. Even if even if it gave you like a number that doesn't mean anything. Like yeah, it's like still 10. giving you a number. Yeah. Ten. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. just says ten, it's, but like the corners, yeah. you want the corners to maybe say like if if the middle says ten and the corners say like six. Okay, you're you're probably golden, but if the corners yep. say two, and and the middle says exactly. ten, then you're underlit. You're underlit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yep. So yeah, I mean 100%. it's just a matter of now. It's something I find handy, just like we said, to like spread out my my lighting fixtures because I have three of them in there. Um, I spread them out to give like the maximum coverage you know it it's, keeps the ppfd somewhere in the range of like 800 to 950 right at the tops um you know i, I can go up to a thousand i don't go over that usually but then like yeah the mid, middle section of the plant still has like six seven hundred i mean even in the corners of my tent it's um i still get a lot of light man so Lighting is not a limiting factor for me, but for a lot of people, it is. Um, you know, it's just one of the one of the things you gotta you gotta get on lock, and um, you gotta start somewhere though too. So, like, I, you, you can definitely grow weed being underlit. There's no, I'm not saying you can't, but like you 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 will see nothing but uh, improved results if you can match your lighting to your space and all that stuff so it's a, a worthwhile investment 100 percent. yep absolutely um lighting's getting cheap these days though even good quality lighting like um amen. have you seen those new um lights from at infinity the ion grid is that those the look- square looking one yeah, it's square and it's got like um, it's hollow in the middle. Okay. Because um, that's where you tend to get like hot spots. Yeah, with lights. yeah, I've seen that. It helps with like airflow. Um, you yeah, know, it the seems like a pretty up. cool design, and I'm actually looking at it right now on their website. It's 139 dollars. Like, yeah, see, that's cheap, man. It's cheap for what, like a hundred and fifty watt light? That's what I'm trying to look at right now. I don't know. I, I'm not really 100% sure, but it says it's for a two by two. So okay. I would assume, yeah, like 100, 150 watts. All right. So, like, uh, there you go. Like, 
150 watts, you know, that's a, I'm assuming that it's a quality light from a repu. It is a, a reputable manufacturer. I don't know anything about the, the spectrum. The, you know, covers a, a two by two space. Now you can, you can add that to your array of lights you already have for boom, 139 bucks. You said 129. It's a hundred watt light. Hundred watts still. Yeah. Like that's way more valuable than like buying another nutrient line and and trying out like a new set of newts on your next grow like 850 ppfd that's right. pretty impressive for for the two by two for yeah uh, it's not bad at all man it's like that's you're way better off guys saving up for a, a new light a new fixture to cover more space than really just about anything else in your space i mean um now i like i was saying i i have really good lighting in my tent um but one thing i don't have is like my environment really on lockdown like i I know i've talked about before it's like i struggle with heat issues in the summer um this time of year is real easy for me but like summertime man it gets hot as fuck up there and ain't nothing i can do about it so you know, I would say like all those other concerns like temperature and humidity or like they're kind of secondary. Okay. Like if you get good genetics and you have good lights, your plants will still thrive in like a not optimal environment. Like, you know, that's just a fact. I'm living proof of it. <laughs> they, they may not be as good as they can be. Okay. Maybe a slight limiting factor, but like, my God, if you have great genetics, if you have adequate lighting, if not, you know, more than adequate, great lighting, um, you got those two things. I'm telling you right now, you're going to see great results nine times. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. You will have have yourself a, a good time if you get good genetics and good lights. Um, everything environment we can work on. Okay. Medium we can talk about and we, we are going to talk about, and, um, we've, we've kind of discussed nutrients too, but like those other three things, take them or leave them. Like, you know, do, do what you will with them at like, let's just say, I mean, like I said, you can use just about any nutrient line and have good success with it. It's same, same with, same with uh, medium. Like uh, my preferred medium is soil. You use cocoa. We both have success with it. It's not like one's better than the other necessarily, but um, I don't know. You, so, but in, within that, you got to pick like a good soil, right? Or a good cocoa. So I don't know. Maybe you want to talk some about like how you would pick a, a good cocoa and how you prepare it or something for well um i i'm a big fan of uh gorilla boost have you heard of them i have yeah uh, they're like my my go-to usually um for cocoa one i, I get a good price with, for, you know on it and uh, it just seems to be really consistent and clean 
and I don't have to really do anything other than fill my, fill up my pots with it. Um, and it's usually right on point, ready to rock. I've had other shit that can be kind of salty still. And um, I want to kind of flush it a bit. Um, so you're always testing I, the pH before you... Uh, well, um, yeah, I'll do like a little bit like of a like a slurry test, basically. Okay. And kind of kind of see where it's at. Um, but I don't even bother with the Gorilla Boost stuff anymore. Just it's on point every time. Same thing with uh, like I've used Mother Earth. Okay. Um, the decent cocoa. It, I haven't had any problems with either one of them. I've had other shit that definitely needs to be uh, flushed. You can almost smell it when you open the bag. Um, and I don't fuck yeah. with those bricks. What does it smell like? That's hard to explain. Just like <laughs> salinity. I don't know. You know, salinity. Uh, like, yeah. like sen- senility. Like you mean like like a no, sal- smells salinity, like, a, like like a mental like salt. institution or yeah. Oh shit! I'm getting my <laughs> my words mixed up. I'm like being That's a little, all right. No, it's I'm I'm uh, I'm kidding. S- s- Are you sal- coy? Salinity, not senility. Um, <laughs> okay. It smells like uh, I don't know ocean. Yeah, kind of. It's hard to explain. Um, like saline water, like you like you smelt that. Like it has like a, a slight odor to it. And I guess you say kind of say the same thing about cocoa. And I don't fuck with those bricks. Um, I I don't give a fuck about like what I know. Like Doctor Cocoa, or whatever. He's a big fan of the bricks. Like I think that's bullshit. Like. I don't want to spend hours breaking my cocoa down and then flushing half of it down the toilet <laughs> to get to get. Dude, like so, yeah. I mean, like I've I've seen him talk about him, or I've heard him talk about the bricks, right? That's fucking just but ridiculous. I've also seen his like eighteen minute video on how to like buffer your brick of cocoa, and it's yeah. like this ridiculous process that's like real messy and yeah. My uh, as as. Nice as Mrs. Captain Autoflower is, um, if I left the bathtub looking like that, she would <laughs> she would whoop my ass. I'll tell you. Yeah. I'll tell you what. And I I have used bricks before. Like, uh, Can actually makes a decent brick. The car horn honk is that the beauty? Have you seen men doing this? What is this? The man is in the car. The woman walks by the front of the car. He honks the. Eh, 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 eh. This man is out of ideas. I don't think she likes me. So where were we? Where were we? That's that's a fucking good question. I think we were talking about uh, Dr. Coco's long videos about buffering cocoa and yeah how i don't I like mean, i doing guess if that. you're getting shit cocoa because that's his like thing is like you can get any cocoa as long yeah. as you follow this procedure like whatever i mean i guess that's cool but i'd rather just buy like a good cocoa and not have to spend you know a bid you know like doing my cocoa dealing yeah. with that you know i, I can hear you. that shit Ain't nobody got time for that. It it takes long enough to add all that cocoa to the pots. Like honestly, like even that's like to yeah, add all the cocoa and then me. transplant. Like that's labor in and of itself. Especially if you're doing it with like I don't know a room, like a ten by ten room full of plants. You got yeah. You got a dozen plants. You got two dozen plants. Like jeez, 
you got a you got a couple hours of work ahead of you. I mean, buffering that much cocoa is going to be it's going to take you a day at least. I mean, like just save yourself the hassle where you can. I mean, cocoa is not that expensive, right? Just buy a few bags of it and get yourself going. I get I get for less than twenty a bag because I buy so much of it. But nice. Um, even like any grocery store I've ever been, it's like twenty five a bag usually. So, I mean, that's gonna do two five gallon pots. Sometimes a little bit less, depending on the manufacturer. Yeah. That's. I mean, so what, for like 50 bucks, even up to like, yeah, I mean, spend anywhere from 50 bucks to a hundred bucks per grow on, on your medium and you're good. To yeah. Go and then you can reuse it. I've seen people do four. that too. Um, for sure. So I mean, now do you, do you have to do that buffering process or like wash it or anything like that? If you reuse cocoa, I would definitely recommend washing it. Yeah. Cause it's going to be, you know, Especially like, if you're using salts, it's going to like pH water it. and just rinse it out a bunch. I would just rinse it out with regular water and okay. then charge it up with whatever I'd be using afterwards, you know. Cool. Um, yeah. So, cool. yeah, yeah, waste not. I mean, look, not. no, I don't reuse it. I add it to my compost pile. And then, like, if I need dirt around the house or whatever, I can go to it and use that. It's been using the garden. You know what I mean? Uh, so, they get. They get used. Uh, for sure, dude. For sure. I mean, there's always a use for uh, any any kind of medium I have laying around. It's just like whether it's house plants or the outdoor garden or something, I always find find some use for it. But, um, uh, you know, at least in terms of whatever medium you're using, I think some of the basic parameters you're going to want to work with is you want to make sure that it's light airy not like a real heavy uh easily compacted sort of medium i think all cannabis whether it's autos photos like any kind of genetics work best in like a an airy medium um and you can use a couple things to like aerate your medium um i i use perlite i use rice hulls i use uh I, I have used um, volcanic rock too. Uh, what's this stuff called? Um, like hydrotin? Shit, no, not hydrotin. It's like the like the real uh, pumice. Pumice, it's called. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yep. You can you can use that too. Um, you know, there's other things you can get like vermiculite. Um, I mean, yeah, you you can use any kind of inert like fluffy material. Um, now, I, I wouldn't recommend doing it, but, like, you, I mean, you could, like, grind up T-shirts and uh, put that in your medium, too. You know, old T-shirts. It's, like, I, I don't know, just putting space between, like, the molecules of soil. It's not, not the worst thing in the world. Maybe not the worst idea. Maybe not the best. But who knows? Someone out there is going to try it. I guarantee you're going to be, like, message me in a couple months, like, yo, Cap check out this plant i grew in a pot full of ground up t-shirts <laughs> you know i bet it would probably work uh, absolutely especially in like a an automated watering system where you could add um synthetic 
nutrients to and have them constantly available to the plant. I mean, the, the medium is exactly that. It's just a medium for your roots to like, to, to exist in, to, to feed in, you know, to, to, for your roots to, to live in, to live a nice, happy life. That's all it is. Just a vessel for the roots. And, um, yeah, I mean, pick whichever one you want. Um, like we've had, we've talked with, um, autoflower dummy about DWC and stuff like that. So pick whichever medium you want, but just make sure that you're, uh, whichever one you go with, you're, you're, you're working with like best practices for that particular medium. They're not, they're not all the same. You know, you're going to want to research whichever one you get into. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no matter if it's soil or cocoa, I think both of those, um, we can definitely agree that both of those work best, like, you know, in the, in the fluffier range of things. Yeah. You want to have some air, you want to have, you know, enough, uh, you know, if too dense, I see a lot of people use, uh, like too much worm casting to even like a, a natural grow mm-hmm. and the soil is just like compact mud yeah like that's uh one thing that like i definitely struggled with um i i start to like overthink things and like when i fill my pots up with with my soil um a couple times i think i like i packed it in too much you know what i mean like um i really like got that shit down in there in the bottoms and like made sure it was Nice and uh, and full, which I thought would benefit me because, you know, the, the more medium you can fit in your pot, like with organics, it's like a bigger battery, basically, or, you know, that sort yeah. of thing. But no, it's not it's not how it works. It's actually counterproductive because your roots can't like can't penetrate that much uh that much of a compacted medium that that easily no yeah it's too much and then it just retains moisture or yeah um, yeah yeah yep. it can get too, too dense waterlogged all yeah. that stuff that's a common problem so I uh I I have a, a friend of mine he wanted to get this kid going that uh, was his son's friend you know what I mean he he you know knew the kid well he's like I want to help him go you know he's like, he's on a tight budget so. We set him up and told him what to do, and uh, he wanted to bottom water the whole time, like the autopods. I'm like, you can do yep, that yep. if you want, but you got to do it. You're, you know, you got to be consistent, and you can't add too much. You know, you got to make sure you keep up with it. So anyway, I get there, and as soon as I open the front door, I could smell it. Like it was just like this gross, oh, like like a waterlogged. Yes, and then as soon you know, as I'm getting closer to the grow. It was, uh, you could smell it. He had like a bad root rot issue going on. Um, the water was like kind of like green. He had water at the bottom of the pot. I, then I pick up the plant. It's, of course, it's, it's fucking heavy as hell. I'm like, yeah, dude, you overdid it with the water. Um, too much water, way too much water. There was like algae growing at the bottom and bunk. Oof. It was gross. So I'm like, for now, you know, stop watering, don't water anything. Um, I had him treat the whole thing with some peroxide, help try to bring some oxygen back into that root zone and kill off any bad shit. And then 
Oh, do that for a couple of days and then follow it up with some microbes, you know, to reintroduce those into the system because the peroxide is going to kill any that were possibly there if there are so, any that left at all. So in like a overcompacted root zone with a little bit of like rot going on, what? How how would peroxide help that? You said like in, reintroduce yeah, oxygen. I, yeah, peroxide is loaded. It will help bring oxygen yeah. to the root zone. Do you have to water it down? How do you you just like water the stuff in or what? Um, I usually just say like a bottle of just regular household peroxide to like maybe a gallon of water. I don't know. Okay. There's no like uh, set recipe. You're probably better off using like the food grade peroxide. It's gotcha. so much stronger. You got, you got to be careful working with that shit though. You can burn yourself. Okay, but yeah, I mean, if you dilute it, you know, maybe I don't know. A, a third mixture of that to, to water. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, re, you got to reintroduce microbes because that's going to kill anything living in your medium, obviously, uh, especially like the bad stuff that grows if you have root rot. Yeah, yeah. So it was funky. So, I had yeah, him, that's uh, crazy. <laughs> Had a told him chill on the water, doing too much. He's like, oh, I was doing it every day before I I went to work, and I'm like, um, generally speaking, that sounds like it should be enough, but you were probably pouring a little too much in every time. Mm. And then, uh, you know, don't pour more in till what what was, you know, what you poured it previously is gone, type of thing. If you if you want a bottom feed like like that, like how the autopots work, you're not going to really be able to do it successfully unless you're. Uh, really know what you're doing <laughs> yeah you know? and th- i mean that's and, and, it's a thing you got to consider man like that's one of the things like i'm i'm wondering about because i'm going to be setting up my auto pots is they they recommend putting like a um a, a, an inch layer of perlite just perlite at the bottom of the pots okay now what yeah, they also i don't do, sell, I don't do that any, anymore I think you mentioned that, right? You don't, you don't use, now you just use like a, a light fluffy perlite or a cocoa perlite mix. Yeah. And you find that that's enough. But like in my situation with uh, a a much more dense kind of like organic soil mix. Okay. Even though I am going to add some cocoa to that, I think like I would benefit greatly from having that layer of perlite at the bottom just to help with that wicking of of the the water and all that and like you know especially like i'm not going to over compact my pots that's that's one thing that like sometimes you know you can overthink it or underthink it maybe but like seriously when you're filling up your your pot with your medium i mean don't don't pack it in there but like don't uh not not fill it up enough either i find like if you just if you you're fill it up and then like do a a couple taps on the ground you know what i mean yeah, pick it yeah, up and how, like tap it on the I, ground oh that's exactly how i feel mine just let it settle and then fill it up more and then tap it and then fill it up like and then after you wet it down for the first time too it'll settle even more than that yep so nope, like definitely don't overpack your pots that's you know i know i I like full pots and I cannot lie. I, I do. I do too. But like, uh, <laughs> just don't overfill them. That's, that's my, my recommendation or don't overpack them. 
I like yeah, both no. pots and I cannot lie. You other girl was can't deny. <laughs> the captain's fucking high. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, not high enough, man. I need to pack up another one here. Um, let me see where we're at in our list while I pack up uh, pack up another Bolski. Now, we kind of hit on all of them somewhat. We talked about our gen- genetics. We talked about lights. We talked about environment. We talked about our medium. And we talked somewhat about nutrients. You know, I, I'm of the the uh, opinion that nutrients are like, now they're important. You got to get, like, that can definitely be your limiting factor. But, like, it's the least one on my list. It's the least one of concern on my list, at least. Um as long as you're using some sort of nutrients, you're probably going to be okay. Um, you may experience deficiencies, and that's a no- normal thing. But like, I don't know, just figure it out. Work like f- stick with the same same set of nutrients you got for a couple rounds. Work out the kinks, and and you'll be okay. You know, don't. Uh, I think that's one thing I see a lot of people doing is switching too much um you can grow great yeah, meat with and, any and, any nutrients and uh a big trap people fall into is like the bottle meaning like oh my friend said he used this and he got really good results well just because your friend used the product and he got amazing results doesn't mean you're gonna get the same results from using said product uh, exactly um, because that it's... that might have been like his yield limiting factor um exactly you know um and not yours you know and you may just exactly. be flushing money down the toilet before you go mixing shit and adding shit and you know maybe mixing nutrient lines just know what you're doing first look at the labels uh, most of the stuff you buy will tell you what's in it you know yep um and before the only you- thing that i that you, i can tell you that you could definitely add whatever you want blindly is pretty much just microbes you know you can yeah gen- generally speaking fly blind on that um you know there are better brands than others um but yeah just know what you're doing when it comes to you know if you you guys ever have questions just you you know you know you can hit us up for sure now you can fly blind on microbes but definitely use some sort of microbe product if not several of them um you know we have our uh one we recommend fish shit great product um yep another one is microbe life another great product yeah, there you go there's there's a lot of them plus. and you can use all of them at once just make sure you're using something i guess i would put that under nutrients uh as part of like the list as it were but um yeah it's gonna help you but like i if you're using some sort of nutrient line and some sort of microbe I mean, you're, you're probably going to be okay. Like you're, in my opinion, you are going to be far more greatly benefited by buying like a, a new light, uh, or like a better exhaust fan, uh, or even like a, a new, uh, like tent fan, just like to get better air circulation in your tent. Um, those things ain't cheap. So, you know, think about, think about that sort of stuff before you go buying a new bottle of nutrients. And that's, that's my recommendation. 
I would concur, Captain. <laughs> I would. That's uh. That that's good because we would have to have a have to be have, having a fight if there was a some sort of disagreement. Aye, laddie. Any any sort of uh, conflicting opinions, whether in real life or online, means that we just couldn't be friends anymore, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry, that's how life works in 2022. Yeah, cancel culture. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to make sure you don't have a job anymore either. Not just that we can't <laughs> be friends, but you can't you can't provide for your family anymore because we don't agree about things. Ah, my Lord. How did we end up here, my friend? How did we end up here? No clue. I'm high as hell. <laughs> I think that's that's exactly how we ended up here, cause cause you know, fine fine men such as yourself and and myself have been too stoned to do anything about it. <laughs> while while evil took over our our country and most of the world, from oh. what I can tell. Oh my my God, um. No, what no, an hellacious attack. What'd you say? I said, what an hellacious attack. Yeah, right. Who said that? Wasn't that a politician? No, that was uh, the WWE wrestler there. What the hell was his name? Fuck, I can't remember. It's been a long time since I've watched any form of, of wrestling. It sounded like sure something, some, uh, yeah. I don't know, like, what was his name? Dean. Remember Howard Dean? Yeah, yeah. The, um, the Dean Scream, they called it. <laughs> like one one sound bite that ruined that man's career. <clears throat> oh, really? Yeah, dude. He like he, yeah, he had this really really weird sounding scream that he did like in the middle of a speech one time. It was like something like. Woohoo! Yeah, like woo, 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 like something like that. You know, did it in front of like <laughs> thousands of people, and it was just like, "What the fuck is this guy doing?" Oh my god, I don't, I don't think I could vote for him. And all of a sudden, his his ratings just like dropped overnight. <laughs> it's pretty funny. That's politics for you. In a nutshell. That's right. That's right. But uh. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think we kind of hit on everything, man. I don't know. Yeah. Got, yeah. Got any other things that you would consider like yield limiting factors you see out there? Do you think my list was pretty um, good? No, I mean, it was pretty comprehensive as far as like, you know, a good generalization of things. And, you know, I mean, we could spend hours talking about, you know, the minutiae and oh, other yeah. little things with that. Right. Um, I'm sure we know. could. I'd, Make just other had, episodes. Um, yeah, no, I just had like kind of I don't know why I was thinking about it, but um I got a couple questions this week from people that just got me thinking about just the order of operations and sort of like important things you want to consider if you're trying to optimize your your grow. And that's uh sort of where I came up with all this, but um I don't know. I'm I'm sure I'm sure it's going to be helpful for people out there, man. 
I'm sure it will. And um, yeah, and if not, you know, definitely got some laughs. Yeah, and and if if you didn't get get laughs, then like we say, you can all go fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, um, but no, I mean, no, seriously, um, you you can you can go fuck yourself. No, um, I think I got I think I got everything I wanted to say, man. Um, uh, other than that, like as always, I want to say thank you to all the listeners, all the feedback, all the supporters. Um, we love you guys. We appreciate you. We wouldn't be doing this without you. Actually, we we probably would, but it just wouldn't be as fun. Um, and yeah, it's it's great. So thank you all and uh happy new year. Um I don't know. You you take take her home, monster. Take her home. Yeah, thanks everybody. We appreciate the support. Uh, lots of people buying merch. It's awesome. New yeah. Patreon supporters all the time. That's been great. Um, we really appreciate everybody. Uh, it's been it's been really a blessing to uh, have you guys uh, digging the show and and uh, you know tell a friend, uh, tell a friend about the show, please. Uh, every little bit helps. We appreciate all your support. Yeah, yeah, it, it does. And like any all the posts you guys make when a new episode comes out, like that's that's all great. You know, we'll re- repost that stuff anytime. Um, cause like, it's all organic, all organic support. We we're, we ain't buying followers. We don't pay for listens, any of that stuff. Uh, you know, literally every follower we have, every, every listen count we get is a, a real person out there who's hopefully enjoying the show and, um, learning a thing or two, helping their garden and laughing while they're while they're learning that's important man because shit if i ain't laughing i ain't paying attention that's just how i am so Uh, yeah i would agree you gotta have a good laugh that's the truth man keeps things light it it does it does you can talk about just about anything if you do it with uh the right the right kind of humor um i agree yeah um Again, thank you guys, and you know we'll talk to you all in about a week or so. Uh, until then, take her easy, and adios. Thanks for listening.